Welcome, everyone, back to your Church of Heavy Metal that is Thunderdome Metal Reviews. I am the Reverend Dangerously. With me, as always, are Dr. David Pizzo and Tracy Newport. And we are here to answer the question with, what happens if the first female rapper to be on a hardcore gangster rap label transitioned to metal? Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? What if? What would that sound like? I'm good, man. Marvel what if? I'd forgotten that this was, she was in Manhole. It all just came together. It did. Right, as I, I started reading, I'm like, oh, this is who this is. And fucking Dr. Dre, I'm sure we'll get into all of that. Jesus. Yes. And I don't know who that, any, I know who Dre is, but I don't know I was who gonna Manhole say, Tr- is. Tracy, Manhole was one of, it's what became, what, Tura Satana? It's mm-hmm. what became the band before this one. But anyway, Ben, what are we talking about? We're already like, sp- we're spiraling here, man. We are, we are. We are here to talk about the 1999 release by My Ruins, Speak and Destroy. Why'd you pick this album, Ben? I have always been a fan of this band, so that's primarily why I picked it. And I was like, you know what? When we were talking earlier in the year about doing more female metal, I immediately thought of this band. So yeah, I was hey, like... Yeah. Fucking yeah, no, Terry B is a total badass and somewhat terrifying on a number of levels. For sure. Would probably rip sure. me in half with her mind. So uh I appreciated to hear this part of her career. I didn't really know about this band, unlike the one before it, or her hip hop days. Yeah, I have not yet listened to her hip hop album. Um I've heard some of the Manho slash Tura Satana stuff, but this is the this is where I got on the ride. Was this And this album has a runtime of an hour and three minutes. It is very self-contained, which is also going to kind of be a theme. Uh, Tari B wrote all the lyrics. She sings them. She was also one of the executive producers. The other primary uh, artist on this is Mike Murphy, who plays most of the instrumentation. Paul Naylor was the other executive producer. So this is, you know... Not quite the the one man band that we had going on last time, but a, a two person band. Uh, and Mike Murphy is her spouse. Yes, that I don't know if they were the at the time. Yeah, they were. They were not. Uh, I got on this ride at Manhole. That's the first album of hers that I got. Uh, and then I'd sort. She sort of had vanished. Uh, I'd heard a little bit of Tura Satana, but I'd never gotten into my ruin. So I was excited to break into this. Uh, I'm an easy mark just because I love things like kidney thieves and um free dominguez and what are some other stuff but run me a little bit of infected rain uh red queen is a little like this if you listen to any of that stuff that sort of gothy medley stuff so in some ways i was uh, i was an easy sell on this um there's also a little bit of splash of industrial on it it's kind of a um late 90s early 2000s grab bag of metal influences totally definitely this is my first introduction to her and this band in general so i just i'm just along for the ride on this one well Well, welcome yeah welcome and as a newbie why don't you give us your thoughts first so in a way for me this album She's extremely talented, but I had trouble finding a center in the sense of like 
sound in the album because like you'd get one album have industrial one album would be one track one track would be very industrial <laughs> one the track would be dark kind of like a dark way one track would be kind of sludgy and then kind of like one track would be grab bag and then everything the kitchen sink was thrown in there along with it like i think there's some like snes sound effects thrown in on the first track on this album. <laughs> i mean t- t- terry b does what she wants and takes no prisoners i mean she, so, like, she'll, she will fucking ruin herself so you can't tracy yeah yeah and so as each consecutive listen this album got better for me but i coming up to it i was dreading it more does that make sense like i was like oh here we go for the ride i don't want to say dreading oh. but i didn't really connect to this album I, that's how i feel about another album we reviewed this week that isn't this <laughs> that is not this one i connected to this album because i just allowed her to grab my soul and curb stomp it into submission and just i just went along for this ride and i'm here for it this spoken word shit i fucking love this is maybe an easier sell for me and ben i will speak only for myself given industrial yes please hip-hop absolutely uh like that genre mixing stuff for me is a plus uh but i can understand how it would be it would frighten and confuse you as unfrozen metal lawyer there were there were moments when I was listening to it and I'm like, huh, I'm catching early, like what I would consider like very influential to like in this moment, but also I'm getting oh, yeah. like early OTEP. I think she is completely underrated as far as an influence goes. I don't uh-huh. hear her cited often enough in for my taste, but you know, whatever. I'm not the other person making the music. The other point that I cut into this that made me really appreciate it, it is very because of the spoken word elements, it reminds me a lot of Henry Rollins and Rollins band. So, it, I mean, she's not pulling from the same influence he is, but where she's landing in the presentation is very similar. And I don't yeah. have very much experience with that presentation style either. I think the closest I have to that presentation style is that one track on that random Caligula Horse album, where he has like that moment of slam poetry. Oh, yes, totally. That threw me for a loop when I heard it in that album, which I'm sure you're going to view at some point. What's the title of that album, Tracy? In Contact. There it is. Uh, yeah, I was here for this. The sort of ministry meets Henry Rollins meets Kidney Thieves. Um, you know, on, and uh, one of these songs, of course, was an 8mm. Uh, at some point, Ben has said we should do some reviews of some of the soundtracks that are way better than the movies. <laughs> like any of the Crow movies or... Judgment Night or Eight Millimeter. Any of the Resident Evil movies. Or any, Resident, any Resident <laughs> Evil movie. No, there's a whole. Yeah, but there was a ton of those in the late '90s, early 2000s, yes. where they were. They felt to me almost like soundtrack vehicles. But that is a different review. Um, she was part of that. Uh, it's interesting to me that they caught fire much more in the UK than the US. Um, they just don't have that much of a footprint here. Uh, LA, I guess, is just real crowded. I mean, that's that's a and you can tell it influenced her. She's she 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 sounds very LA. I don't think she's from there originally, but she's deep up in that shit. No, um, totally, yeah. But uh, you know, I think also she's probably. I don't know how much fucking Dre burned her, and I don't know how much we want to get into the alleged assault that she endured from him. I mean, that's fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, like the only woman on their label and allegedly gets the shit beaten out of her for not wanting to essentially do exactly what they wanted her to do. I don't know. It's, uh, ugh. And I don't know how much that blacklisted her. I mean, you don't fuck with somebody like that. I mean, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to f- spin a conspiracy theory. I'm simply saying it cannot have helped her <laughs> in terms of her reputation and how she's viewed. And she does a lot of her shit on independent labels that doesn't care. But 
Yeah, she's really covered her own niche since then. Yeah, she has. Which I respect the shit out of. And that's one thing about this. This is a very, lyrically, this is a lyric-driven album, 100%, because of just, you know, because it is, there are so many spoken word elements and she is coming from hip-hop, which is, of course, uh, and rap, which is, of course, very lyrically focused as well. Um, and it's just very intense and personal. It A negative of it is it can be a bit repetitive in themes from track to track, because I think she uses some of the same combinations of lyrical imagery a few times across different songs. With that said, I'm still here for it and still love how unabashed she is in presenting her voice in this. I mean, without her friends, it would just be spoken word. She tells us so. Yeah, um, no, totally. And, <laughs> and, and Dr. Dre can fuck right off. I wasn't there, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, I don't know what happened in this, but there are either. documented other cases where he actually has... Mm-hmm. Sealed court cases where he beat the shit out of other female rappers. So Jesus Christ, fuck. Ugh, again, different podcast. Shame. Yes. Anyway, this album, on the other hand, bottles up that, and I'm it was from what I can tell about twenty five other kinds of trauma and refracts it back at us. I think she has. I don't know. I don't know her life, but it sounds like it's been a lot. Yeah, um, there's a whole lot of, um, I don't know if she actually is Catholic, but there's a shit ton of Catholic guilt on here. For sure, for sure. My guess is yes. Yeah, same. So, I mean, who among us has not been traumatized by the one true church? (laughs) Until Thunderdome came along and just shook it up. Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry there was nothing for you to grab onto, Tracy, but it's, I can see that. It's not... I don't know where you would even file this in the spreadsheet that is your metal brain. And I think that might be part of it is you both know me that I like to kind of categorize stuff. I do know that. Just slightly. And if like trying to, I think categorizing it, because it doesn't hit that pro where like a lot of stuff that does do this massive influence of different genres and styles. Also Townsend. includes a lot of like proggy elements that it's like okay this is just prog and just kind of throw it in that one batch but this one doesn't really have a lot of prog elements in there to kind of be able to like wrap that bow around it and so it's just kind of sitting there brawl uh let's just call it avant-garde it makes sense i just when i see the box and it says no prog included i buy that shit (laughs) (laughs) i was like there is you're right there is no prog in here um i mean i willingly endure mr bungle so for me there is no event horizon in terms of the shit i will put up with if it is not got glockenspiel we do not have a deal like it Mm -hmm. just go nuts and she's just such a captivating personality that Reminds me a lot of humans that I've been and have known. So yeah, totally. Uh, and I really love her voice. You know, speaking from a performance standpoint, I think she has a good speaking voice, um, emotive. I think she has one of the best vocal fries. Mm-hmm. Period. When she decides to 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 go for it and really lay it out there, like she was in a death metal band or something. I mean, I'm, I'm here like for those fuck, moments. Fucker at you. I mean, it is one of the most emphatic fuckers I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yes and the fact that this is essentially independently released really i think helps it out because there is no a and r man there is no label trying to give them direction to kind Indeed. of focus and harness it so it can be as dramatic from one track to the next yeah. which i know uh 
some would consider a bug, but I consider a feature. Yeah, no, I know some AR guys would be like, what the fuck is this track? But that AR guy is dead. Yes. <laughs> so, he is slain under her fucking floorboards. Just in the floorboards, which will take us nicely to our next album, ladies and gentlemen. It will. Unfortunately. <laughs> it really will. <laughs> uh, I also want to say the samples used on here are very few and far between, but ruthlessly effective. That fucking opening, which was, was, given the music they're about to play, seemed totally pointless. Like that, <laughs> that opening, that which should have warned you, Tracy, this was not going to be prog. And I fucking yeah. love that recut preacher at the end yes i do too <laughs> you're gonna be naked <laughs> i mean this this album did have its gins but it took a lot for the i guess you could say the runtime of it it took more a lot for me to find stuff in there that i was invested in the there's a lot of stuff hour, on this album hours and change runtime that it was <laughs> yeah it's a long album i, I agree it could maybe be trimmed a little but yeah. she didn't want to and so fuck it so yeah and later on they go into release like double albums and shit so she is like fuck y'all you're weak ass not wanting to listen to something over now or asses i'm just gonna lay it all out there <laughs> yeah, that's what she wants she does but I, I am certainly here for it um, and also, uh, Mike Murphy does a pretty good job laying down uh, bass and guitars. They, uh, again, kind of run the gamut of those like industrial tones and um, some death metal riffage. There's not really any, the, I don't really remember the drumming on this album because there's not a lot of drumming. It, it is all bass and um, guitars to create the low end, which makes sense, again, if you're coming in for my primarily, because a lot of these tracks are slower, uh, almost spoken word performances with music underlaying them. So that makes sense that you don't want to ha have blast beats pulling away from that. For sure. Can I ask you gentlemen a question? I did not realize that I listened to the UK release. Thanks, Amazon. Very minor, but we might have had different Track 14 experiences. What was your track 14? Um, my yeah, track 14 was Bright Red Scream, which is the UK track 14. The US one is Masso Christ, which sounds oh. super hardcore and something I would think America might ban, but I, don't, I have no idea. I yeah. also had Bright Red Scream on the version that I listened to. I had Masso Christ. Oh, how interesting. So you had the US release, and what did you, what, what platform did you use? For I was on Spotify. You're... Which version? Because there's two different versions on Spotify. Aha. Ah. It's very minor, but it's the first time this happened. We have to, we have to have, we had different track fourteen experiences. I'm looking right now because there's a two thousand. Okay, there's a two thousand four release and a two thousand nine release, yeah. and I listened to two thousand nine because I just typed it in. I mean, without knowing a difference between them outside of the year it's published, when I you I pulled up my phone and added to the playlist, it's you know. Mm -hmm. I just pulled the first one it brought up. I'm like, oh, there's not a bunch of like. I mean, you know, we're we're in fucking America. Ben and I are the pretentious assholes who wandered off to the UK. Well, I mean, and to to get into that, that is the different releases are like I said, this was primarily independent switch cycled through different labels. I guess as she uh, yeah. transitioned in other projects. So initially, the UK version was Madfish Records, and then it transitioned over to Snapper Music, Spitfire Records in the US and Canada. And and those were the reissues that later on came out. Ironically, it appears that the 2009 edition was by Metal Minds Productions for Poland. So that's kind of random that Spotify. What the has fuck? Them. Yeah. <laughs> At least according to the information that I have here in front of me, which Fair might enough. be incomplete. 
Shall we talk about songs? We kind of headed in that direction. Let's do it. I actually own a physical copy of this, despite the fact that I listened to it on um, streaming. Spotify. Yeah. How many? How many? How long you've had that physical copy? Years. Oh well, this this particular copy I haven't had this long, but I bought this like in two thousand two thousand and one. So, I, I, so 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, For damn near as long as it's been out. <laughs> so merely two decades. Okay, yeah. go on. No, no chump change there. No, no, not at all. So um, I'm going to let you guys go first on tracks before I, I come in and go kind of like them all. So Okay. Um, I'll go first. I think the back end, I enjoy that more than I do the front half of it. So for me... Massive Christ. I have kind of preferential treatment towards June 10th because that's my birthday. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then it's what's to it. I'm like, never mind. It's a sad, <laughs> depressing fucking song. <laughs> I don't think it's depressing at all. But anyway. She wrote it just for you, Tracy. She did. I know. <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, but June 10th, uh, Massive Christ, Cosmetic, and Sycophant, I think are probably my favorite four tracks on there. I can see that. I'm not a big fan of the Tainted Love cover. Huh. Do you like the original song? Yeah. And I don't like Marilyn Manson's cover of it. Well, Marilyn Manson can also fuck right off. But yes, uh, for the record, fuck you. And I thought this was a pretty good cover. She does a cover on almost all of it, like a lot of her albums. It's sort of a thing she does. It is. Um, I liked more of this album. I think a smattering of like a lot of these tracks are really good. I think Terror is a really strong, basically opener. I like Preacher. I thought I think the Tain Love cover is great. Blasphemous Girl hurts me, and I don't want to talk about it. Jesus, the lyrics of that song. Oof. Um, let's see. And then I think it drags a tiny bit, but I really like Monster and Sick with it. Those two tracks are very good. And then I like um, Giavelina and Sycophantus is badass. As the sort of real end track. Um, yeah. There are no bad tracks on here, but those are probably the highlights. I mean, that's still probably almost half. But Did you say Monster? Yeah. yeah. That's not on my version that I listen to. Oh, Fever. What was Fever like, man? We didn't have that. We had two tracks that were different. Oh, my God. Yeah, we we had Monster as our ninth track, and I guess you had Fever. It was, I mean, it was her screaming about shit, right? No, it was actually one of the more like calm songs in the album, oh. where you had just kind of like ambient noise and just a few like treble sounds that go along with it, and she kind of whispered into the microphone for the whole song. Oh shit, that is not how Monster is. <laughs> it is not. I think that one of the things I truly appreciate about this and thinking about the track listing is the way that it is arranged. Because mm-hmm. I think Preacher leading into Tainted Love and the Blasphemous Girl is a great, great sequence of songs. I feel the same way with uh, Horrible Pain within my heart and the monster and the sick with it. Um, and then My Beautiful Flower through June 10th. So, and I like all of those. I also like Bright Red Scream. I also like uh, Massacre Keist which on the American release, which I have heard because that was the, the version I had, of course, because I didn't fly to the UK to, to buy an album. Howard. Yeah, I know. I know, right? Um, Sycophant also is a, a strong closer, and I I appreciate her the attention to detail to fade that out and to beware of God, which is the preacher sample that they remixed. So, 
So let's grade this thing, shall we? Let's I guess it. I get to go first because I picked this. Yeah. Um, man, I am a big fan of this. I I like how eclectic it is. I like it's. I like the different styles of metal that she incorporates. It is a very firm snapshot in time, but there are tracks off of here that go onto my big playlist of stuff that I can listen to any day of the week. So I'm probably going to come in a little high. I'm trying to decide whether a B plus or an A minus. And I think just because I think it is or was innovative, even though it hasn't been credited as such, at least not in any of the press that I've seen, I'm going to go with the A minus. I'm going to come in just right behind Ben. That won't shock anyone at a B plus. This album is very listenable. Not as in like easy listening, but as in awesome and repeated listenings. You find all kinds of little gems in it and pieces each time it is a solid b plus it is good shit and i am looking forward to listening to what came after this which i don't really know at all so it'll all be new to me well i get to be the uh debbie downer on this one uh i just really didn't find much in this album that i enjoyed like it's a good old album i'm saying i can see it with the quantities that has but it had nothing that really kind of grabbed me um so with this, I'm going to give it a C plus. That's fair. I am. We're going to have a similar tale with another album we're reviewing. In that, uh, we may not be that so divergent on the one either. Oh, intra! Aha, the plot thickens. Anyway, <laughs> we built up all kinds of suspense about something that rhymes with flaunt. Uh, <laughs> or God. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. This was tight, and thanks for this recommendation, Ben. It was a fun, disturbing record. I'm glad that uh, you enjoyed it, and that Tracy at least found it listenable. And we'll see what happens in a few weeks when we revisit this band. And uh, <laughs> thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the other side. Kablam! Hey, wait, wait, wait. What are we doing next? What are oh, we, what doing, are we doing, next? doing next? God damn. <laughs> we are doing David's pick for the release of April in Cannibal Corpse's new murder fest in Violence Unimagined. Oh, I'm imagining it now. <laughs> I can't imagine being 15, 15 albums into the Cannibal Corpse experience and thinking of a violence that has been unimagined but we will I mean <laughs> they really try real hard if we're gonna I'm gonna put on a word cloud of the words flayed zombie and uh what else have I got uh claw machine with toys for the kids that's yes <laughs> but yes come back and check us out on that one dun, 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 dun.